Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? This is a four-mile journey in the boat, in this 27-foot by 8-foot fishing vessel. They're going to go four miles. And before you think, oh, they just, these people just ran over a few hundred yards, it was eight miles on land. Eight miles. I just want you to picture this because I think there's a valuable message in this. Jesus and his apostles are going to go four miles in a boat to a secluded, secluded place to get alone. But these people are so desperate for Jesus. They're so hungry for him for his teaching, for his healing, for his touch, that they run, 20,000 people, they run eight miles. Just think about that. Most of us would probably die if we ran eight miles, you know? But I'm just speaking for myself. I'm old and out of shape. But here's the thing. I just want to ask a question to each one of us today. What do you run to? What motivates you? What motivates you and what do you run to? You know, some of us guys, we have hobbies. We have all these hobbies. We'll go hunt. We'll get up 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. We'll go out. We'll pack everything up. We'll, we'll spend days analyzing maps. We'll do all this stuff and we'll run to hunting. Man, we'll spend our time, our energy, our money, our effort. We'll go out there. Some of you ladies, it, don't get all, you know, I see some of you getting a little high, you know, on your, on your little um, horse there. But what about you ladies? And I don't want to be stereotypical or nothing, but you know, Black Friday is a crazy time. And, I, and it's not as bad as it used to be, but I've seen ladies, they, they save up, they get everything ready, they map out the stores they're going to go to, they get the traffic, they do all this stuff, and then they'll spend all night shopping till they drop, you know, that type of thing. It doesn't matter. Man or woman, and by the way, there, there are two sexes. That's, we're one of those churches that believe in the Bible. There is man and there is woman. There is, that's it. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. All of us have hobbies and we all have interests. We all have things we run to. Football games, basketball games, it doesn't matter. Shopping, it doesn't matter. What do you run to, though? Oh, that we would be those who would run eight miles to be with Jesus. You know, I just, this is one of those things that I think just sit on that for a while. Just ponder that. What is it that you run to? What is it that we run to? But you know, I love this because I love Jesus' response. His response is not my, what my response would be. <laughs> you know, I think about this. and You know, Jesus is trying to get alone. He's trying to get some rest for himself, for his apostles. He's trying to get alone and just have some quiet time. And 20,000 people show up and ruin it. <laughs> and me, I'll just share. I would be like, oh, I would probably sigh. I'd be frustrated. Uh, you know, as someone who's more introverted... Sometimes i got to recharge, right? Well, Jesus isn't frustrated. He isn't upset. He isn't angry. I love his response. Look at verse 34. And Jesus, when he came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them 
because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. Oh, that we would be like Jesus. <laughs> you know, this, this really gets me because how many times are we annoyed with people in life and ministry? How many times, you know, are we bothered by things of God? You know, because we have plans and we don't like when they're interrupted. But, you know, it's a weird saying, but, you know, this word for compassion in the Greek, it means to yearn, yearn in the bowels. Now, <laughs> it gets a little weird because in English, in our modern times, it means a little something different, right? <laughs> you know, to move in the bowels. That's technically what it's talking about. But it's not the modern version of that. Just so you know, I heard one pastor talking about that and I laughed hysterically. But no, you know that gut feeling? You know when you're really scared or you're really nervous or something happens or you're really just hurting? You know, we always say, oh, my heart was hurting. But really, it's deeper than that. And that's what this word is. See, Jesus wasn't just moved a little bit. He was deeply moved at his very core. He wasn't annoyed. He was moved with compassion because these people were like sheep without a shepherd. And he's the good shepherd and he knows what a good shepherd should do. And you know, in our world today, how many people do we see running around like sheep without a shepherd? You know, and they're searching for anything they can to fulfill their lives. And we look around and we see them, they're running everywhere. And, you know, they're, they're jumping into all these worldly ideas and man's philosophies and worthless ideals. All these political arenas and all these godless political ramblings and secular reasoning and secular humanism. And all of these things. People are just running and they, they're seeking after and they don't even realize they're sheep without a shepherd. They need a shepherd. And you know, where to be that for them? Where, what does a shepherd do? He gives them food. The gospel is food. The word of God is food. We have to be those who will be willing to reach them, even if they don't want to hear the message, even if they don't want to be shepherded. We have to step out. We have to do what we're called to do. Remember this, you know, the gospel is actually, and this might be groundbreaking for some of you, but the gospel itself is a message of words. Did you know that? People, have you ever heard this? You, you know, some of you already know, this is one of my pet peeves. Have you ever heard it said, people say, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. Guys, if you say that, stop. Because do you understand? The gospel is words. It's a message. It's the message of the cross. Of what Jesus Christ did for you and me. That he took every sin upon himself. That we have ever committed or ever will commit. On the cross of Golgotha, of Calvary. It's a message of words. You can't give that message by being nice to people. Understand this. Charity and all that stuff, that is wonderful. Feeding people, clothing people, helping people, charitable deeds. That's wonderful. But if that's all you ever do, all you've done is make a person's journey to hell a little more comfortable. Huh. Ouch. <laughs> well, stop. Yeah, your life needs to line up. It must. But open your mouth. You have no problem opening your mouth in many other realms and reasons, right? Um, am I stepping on anybody's toes or is it just me again? You know, open your mouth and tell people about Jesus. Don't just be nice to them or kind to them. Tell them why you're kind. Tell them who you used to be. Give them your testimony. It doesn't have to be complicated. I told you before. Here's the greatest evangelism tool I've ever used. Ready? 
Uh, some of you already know. But take notes. This is it. This is the greatest evangelism tool I've ever used. Ready? Hi. Start a conversation. You know, if you're so nervous about sharing your faith, I call it jiggling doorknobs. Just say hi to somebody. Be nice to them. Be a little more personable. You know, it's hard for an introvert to be a little more personable. People think, you know, you're angry because you're walking around with that look on your face, but you're just thinking. And, you know, so you force yourself to be a little more personable, even if you love people. But that's what you have to do. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. Just say hi. And then share the gospel. It's words. And not only that, we're told to make disciples. Guess how you make disciples? Oh, you just live it out. No. You disciple them through the word of God. Do you understand? That's a big part of discipleship is the word of God, to teach them the word so that they can learn to apply it. Now, you must, again, walk it out and show them how to apply it, like I'm showing you today with two-hour sermon. But here's the thing. We must teach. That's part of discipleship. That's part of phase one. You know, and then you become phase two, an apostle. But I'll go back into that later. But here's the thing. We know that the word of God will not return void. Your words, don't give them your words, your platitudes and all your little comments. Give them God's word. I mean, share the truth of God in your own life, but give them God's word because it won't return void. And the other thing about that is I've seen this mistake in ministry many times. Remember, Jesus was a good shepherd. We're to be that in a sense. And shepherds lead sheep. They don't drive them like cattle. And I've seen many people in ministry make the mistake of trying to drive people like cattle. It's a lot of work, number one. And number two, you just offend and make people mad. You know those people who, you know, the tryhards that will just continually call people up. Hey, you come to church? You come to church? You come to church? Hey. It's like that little dog. Remember the cartoon? Hey, Spike. You want to chase a cat, Spike? You remember? I'm, some of you young people, I, I get it. You won't know. But, and then he would just smack the little dog, you know, and stuff. And you probably couldn't even make those kind of cartoons these days. But the thing is, is don't. Don't push people continue. You know, I don't believe in traditional follow-up ministry because the Holy Spirit follows up. You know, when I was ready to change, you didn't have to beg me to come to church. When I was ready to live for the Lord, I was in the Word, and I was ready. But until then, it causes a lot of time and effort to be wasted when that person is not ready. So you pray for them, and you lead them, you teach them, and you allow them to follow when they're ready. Keep praying for him, though. Don't stop praying. But then we see Jesus, like I was telling you in the introduction. It was a, quite a while ago anyway. But Jesus is teaching for hours. And, he, and it rolls on here. And we see this in, in Mark 6, verse 35 and 36. It says, When the day was now far spent, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and already the hour is late. Send them away, that they may go into the surrounding country and villages buy, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. And so the disciples, these apostles, they see this real-world problem, right? They see this real-world problem, and they think that it needs a physical solution. See, their eyes are still focused on the physical, on the tangible, on the things they can see. They don't realize that all things, but Jesus is about to teach them, and us, that all things have a spiritual context. All things. Do you understand that? This life is temporary. This world is temporary. It's all going to burn. This is temporary. It's temporal. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.